All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you're listening to me. Yay! And this is a take two. And the reason that that happens, my friends and listeners, is because I don't do any prep. <laughs> I like to just tell it how it is. You know, I like to tell it the way I, th- the way I see it. It's, it should be called the Dave Fremlin I See It This Way Show. It's all about opinion. And just to give a disclaimer, my opinions are not just random, like I woke up today and just feel this way and decided to, th- to think this. My opinions are based on hours and hours and hours of listening to podcasts from doctors, from lawyers, from political experts, from pundits, commentators. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so... I, anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? It was news reporters. I all day and all night. That's what I listen to. It's very entertaining for me, and it's a way that I can absorb knowledge and still do things throughout my day. And um. And so what you need to know is that my opinions are based on my personal experience, my hours and hours of gathering information, and then my own, you know, like mixed in all together with my own experiences and my own um, conversations with other people and, you know, being alive on planet Earth for as long as I've been alive. So that's my disclaimer. Those are my qualifications. Um, And, you know, I've been doing podcasting for a little while. I used to have a radio show, and I miss it quite a lot. But now I'm doing podcasting. And I like to just tell it how it is, okay? And what I mean by not doing prep doesn't mean I didn't fill my head up with information. It means I didn't sit here and make a list of notes, points that I wanted to make, and then go down that list and then like give you all the facts. I'm just going to just talk and give you the information. So the first topic of the day, I know some of you really are into it because I can see how many listeners I get. And some people are probably bored to death of it. But it's going to be the first topic again today is restless leg syndrome and how am I doing? <laughs> and the reason I'm going into this in detail is because I had taken three types of restless legs medication for 20 something years and over time the medications are called dopamine agonist medications DAs they eventually can make your problems significantly worse and they can lead into other problems and if you already have any other sort of weaknesses in your psych it's going to like exacerbate that and the only way to solve the problem is to get off of those medications. And the only way to get off those medications, there's only one way. You have to get do it very slowly and you have to adapt your lifestyle in order to deal with all of the symptoms. I have a thing called dopamine agonist withdrawal syndrome and it could last forever or it could be, it could suddenly go into remission. But it's based on my body's inability 
<clears throat> to create enough dopamine and or uptake dopamine enough in order to do all the functioning that my body's supposed to do. And it especially shows up in like psychological ways. Okay, nothing I can't handle. And it especially shows up in restless leg syndrome. And the reason I talk about my experience is because the way that I learned how to deal with my experience was by reading about somebody else's experience. And so I've got it to the point now. Oh, first of all, today is Friday. It's a beautiful day here in Central Florida, and it's about 10 to 12. So um, see what I did? I just threw myself off. My um, experience has been that um, by getting off the medications, I have, and it took, okay, so the first thing you have to do is be dedicated that you're going to be miserable for a certain length of time. But, um, so yeah, what happened to me is I'm just, I'm, I've had to flip over my lifestyle and the goal that I'm working on right now is the two most important elements of my dealing with restless legs plan is a tolerance of the discomfort, increasing the tolerance and B masking the worst part of it so that I don't have a strong memory of it. I don't know if these things will work. I don't know. You know, I know I've worked a lot with a counselor about neuroplasticity, which is about retraining the way your brain processes information and thinks. And I've worked with counselors. I've worked with people, specialists on how to deal with this issue. And what I've come to terms with is that I really just have to be okay with discomfort. <laughs> and so last night, you know, the last few days, okay, if I eat a lot of sugar during the day, it's not good. And so that's something I have to be aware of. And last night I went to Sprouts, I ate some chocolate discs. And I think that probably was what made it bad. But on about 2.30, I had really, really strong restless legs. I didn't get to bed till about 4.00. And it was really uncomfortable. Then I had really bad dreams, you know, throughout the morning. And I got up feeling very foggy and very nervous. And like, feel like I, I have nothing to do today, but I feel like I'm overwhelmed. And that is like, those are things that people can already go through on their own. But if you have restless legs, it can make it more problematic. There's a certain amount of stress that just automatically goes with it. But how I try to how I try to build the tolerance, I think that's an important aspect of it. Because if I was just so intolerant of restless legs that the minute it came, I just had to get up and move around, eh, I couldn't really live. And so I try to like I try to tolerate it for a longer and longer period of time before I get up and move around. You know what I mean? Like it comes on, I go, oh damn. And then I try to like I try to like just, you know, squirm around, whatever, deal with it as long as I possibly can. And I try to make that longer each time and because I want to build a tolerance to it. I think that by building a tolerance, I actually weaken it. And then, and so how I do that is by just trying to deal with it at longer and longer stretches when it comes. And the other part of it is to try to mask it when it's at its worst. 
You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Last night was, I did pretty good. I have a little art project I put up in my kitchen. I have three little canvases. I'm painting them, making paintings abstract. This doesn't have to be anything. I'm just putting paint on it. And um, and when I get up at, you know, need to walk around at 3.15 in the morning, I can turn on the light, put on some paint in the in my art project and just do that. It seemed to help. It was frustrating. And then the other part of it is, you know, once I do fall asleep, the thing that happens while I'm asleep is disturbing when I wake up, which is I have a lot of very vivid dreams. And so I'm, I'm here to offer you hope. If you are a person with restless legs and you're suffering and you're on the medications and they're making it worse, then you need to get off the medications and you need to do that with medical supervision. Um, I didn't, but I'm not a doctor and I don't want to be responsible for your, for you. But how I did it was I tapered off very, very, very slowly. Like I, I cut the dose down by like a fourth every other week. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, I have, met with doctors but it's best to do the detox under supervision and then the rest is up to you and you're gonna have to find your own way I take a lot of magnesium and but here's the encouragement all right the encouragement is that when you get off the medications and they're finally out of your body and you know exactly where you stand you're in a better position to deal with you have to first make up your mind I'm gonna be uncomfortable just make up your mind two weeks minimum then once you get past that and you could take a look at is there a pattern is are certain foods affecting it is do you know is it better if I exercise late at night or first thing in the morning sunlight does sunlight help what's working what doesn't work and once you have that that took me about a year to figure out and once you have that sort of lined up then you can start to sort of juggle with things and, and, and work on the like the nuances, which is where I'm sort of on that. You know, I don't think it's going to get any better from here, so I can work on what do I do at 3 in the morning. It's taken me a couple of years, but I want to offer you hope because you can listen to me what I did. I figured it all out by myself, all of it, and you don't have to because you can listen to me. And you can hear what I did. It took me like, I'm on like year three of trying to deal with this. And I still had a terrible night last night. Okay. And so um, that's what I wanted to talk about as far as the restless legs goes. And my next topic is I wanted to talk about this thing that happened to me. I know I talk about it all the time. But. You know, they're doing it again with the COVID. Now, the most important thing, and I don't know, maybe I just don't understand, maybe I just don't because I don't watch TV. Like, I don't think it's good to watch TV. And so I don't know. Suddenly I hear, oh, new variant, new variant. I hear it on a podcast. But everybody is ahead of me on that. And that's because I don't listen, I don't watch TV. And the reason I don't watch TV this could be the topic. I learned a long time ago. I used to watch TV. 
And a friend of mine said, why do you do that? Why do you watch TV, especially right before bed? I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, it's so negative. She's nothing on TV is positive. It's all negative. People are mean to each other. People lie. The behavior you see on TV is terrible. You shouldn't really watch it. And I kind of was like, what? I watched things like I Love Lucy and The Brady Bunch. And she said, oh, no, no, those are terrible shows. And I went home and I watched a few shows. And I took note that in even the funniest of shows, in the funny shows the f- you think are very benign, the, f- the humor is based on people lying to each other trying to pick up girls or trying to pick up men um, for one night stands mostly, um, stabbing each other in the back, taking each other's jobs, not being able to pay the rent. Um, you know, they're not really positive behaviors. And I, I started to pay attention to that over the course of like a year. And then I determined that it was not, it was not modeling me for good behavior. It was almost giving an excuse to do things in a negative way. It's almost like, well, that's just the cultural norm. And I'm going to tell you something. Just because something is culturally culturally normative doesn't mean it's right. You know what I'm saying? doesn't mean it's right. Just think about that. Just because 100 people say this is the way we do it doesn't mean it's right. You know, for years, they thought that the earth, that the sun spun around the earth. Doesn't mean it's right. You can have all the opinions you want, but the truth is still the truth. You know what I'm saying? I can give you all the opinions I want about restless legs, about anything, but it doesn't change it. I could wake up, you could ask me, how was your night last night? I could tell you, oh, I had a great night, and, uh, and I could make you believe it. But that doesn't mean that I had a great night. You see what I mean? And then the behavior of lying, it didn't help me, did it? Because now you don't know that I'm suffering. And now you you will not be patient when I lash out and have suffering behavior. Because when people suffer, what happens is they either become accustomed to the suffering or they become frustrated by it and then they behave in ways that are reactive okay and so like for me if I'm tired and frustrated and then you talk to me the wrong way I might be reactive and respond in a certain way and then that will lead to a chain reaction okay so it's very important to uh, to be aware of that I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show So the COVID variant is called Omicron. Omicron. So fun to say it. It's very harmless. It's very contagious. And I have heard people say that it would be great right now if this was like just allowed to just spread. Allow it to just spread because it's so benign. It's like catching a cold. And it will make you immune to coronavirus because it'll boost your immunity and to the full spike and everything. And I have never been pro-vaccine. Um, I am 
anti-vaccine. I am especially anti this vaccine, these vaccines. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I first started hearing about COVID-19 way back in 2019, the first thing that happened was there was no toilet paper and I was completely amazed. I didn't get it. And I still don't get it. Oh, I get it. Understanding that there might be a shortage of toilet paper. But I didn't get it. The way that people were reacting to something that seemed so benign to me. And that was way back in the beginning. And I was hearing reports, oh, they're bolting people in their homes in China. And I thought, but for what? For a cold? And... Then people were, it was coming to America and the people in my writing group stunned me because they wanted to change our meeting. And I was like, well, this is not about getting the virus. This They're going to have a vaccine. This is going to be all about forced vaccines. And they all looked at me like I was a conspiracy theory, crazy kook. And then I went home and I looked up some information online and I sent it to them from Bill Gates about vaccines that were already ready to hit the line. And I got a response from one of the writers that said, I don't want to know about this. So think about that for a minute. So what if you wanted to control people? The best way to do it, make them scared. And the best thing to be scared of is something that doesn't really exist. Because then you can control all of the narrative. You know what I'm saying? If I make up a thing that you can't see, that's incredibly deadly and only I know how to fix it, then you're going to be so scared that you come to me for the fix. And then guess what? You are now beholden to me whatever I want. Because I have the cure. I have all the food and you're hungry. And that is what the government has been trying to do. Now, I don't know if Donald Trump, I want to exonerate Trump. I want to say, oh, he didn't know, he's innocent, blah, blah, blah. But he is the one who initiated the lockdown. And he is the one who initiated the warp speed. And he is pushing the vaccines even still. And I, in the first election, I didn't vote for Trump. I wanted to, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And um, I ended up voting for a third party candidate. But then as Trump was president, he proved himself to me. And then when it came 2020, something happened. And it was right around March of 2020. I don't know what happened, but he came out on TV and something was different. He looked not in control. And then very shortly thereafter, he had the COVID. And then things got really bad in America. And I kind of equate it to 9-11 when George Bush was up flying around in the Air Force One, and when he came down, everybody had to be on Patriot Act One, and everybody had to be surveilled, and the whole world was different. And what I believe, 
This is my belief. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. No, I digress. What I believe is that um, at a certain point, Donald Trump became compromised. And whether or not he, he, I don't know if he's still sold out or if he just like tried to maneuver and that we're still under, I don't know what to think. You know, part of me wants to think that we're still, we're sort of under this like stealth presidency, like they say on the X-22 report. And part of me thinks that, you know, we got taken over and during the, and that Trump had he had to have known he was talking about it for the whole 2020 he was talking about the elections going to be stolen so how did how could it be stolen when he knew it was going to be stolen so I have to believe that something went on behind the scenes I want to believe that and then part of me just thinks nope it got you know the plan got foiled and the bad guys are winning and uh, it's very distressing. But I would rather not think that way. Um, what I do is I try to take action, you know, by first of all, spreading information on my podcast. And second of all, um, you know, by taking action, I go to the school board meetings. I'm hoping to run for school board one day soon. So you can keep your eyes open for things that you can do in your community. We have to take back the power at the base level. And you can look for things you can do in your own community and then get involved from there. Okay, right? Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.